Hey guys, let's have a chat. I'm Eliza. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be doing a Q&A. And if you want to be involved in more episodes like this, then head over to our Instagram and give us a follow at Let's Have a Chat Podcast. Firstly, we're going to start off with our little life update. So Sarah, what's been happening? Well, Sydney and I got into uni two weeks ago. That has been like the big event of probably the last six months for me. So nothing has really happened this week except Macca's Monopoly started, which Sarah, is do you want to an interesting explain a little bit? Do you want to explain a little bit about your uni? Because you are in year 11, so it's a bit confusing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I'm homeschooled, if you guys didn't know, and we will do an episode on that at some point down the track. But um, where was I going? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm homeschooled. So early this year I did, like, a certificate four in leadership management through Monash Uni, and I'm using that to get into uni instead of doing, like, VCE or getting an ATAR score. So I kind of smashed year 11 and 12 in this year, but I just didn't do the exams and come out with an ATAR score. But I still got into uni, so I'm starting that next year. So Wait, I'm so a year mean- ahead of you, suckers. So you're- so nothing's really interesting happened in my week. I've just been doing school online, which has not been a fun time. Hopefully when you guys are listening to this on Sunday, if you're living in Victoria, which I know most of you are, um, then that you'll have heard about the new restrictions. I really hope we get out of stage four. I hope we're at least down to stage three. That'd be good. I mean, there hasn't really been much of a difference for me with stage three, four, because like I am not in school, but I do realise that most of my friends just are dying to get back to school. But yeah. I, the thing, I don't get out of these stages too quickly again and have to go back, back into, yeah. like, a third lockdown because that would absolutely suck and I would, everyone would just be over it. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens. All right. So the first question is what made you guys want to start a podcast? So it's actually a pretty short story. Fun fact, I actually used to have a different podcast about Gilmore Girls, which is my favourite TV show. I only ever put out one episode, um, but I do have still good. I do have an Instagram account if you guys want to follow it. If you're a fan of Gilmore Girls, it's just at GilmoreGirls.tv. But me and Sarah were just on Facetime, and I was like, "Hey, Sarah, want to start a podcast?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." That's- and then you were like, "Do you actually want to do it?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, why not?" And then we decided to and do here it. Here we are. <laughs> so it took us a few weeks to like get up and running but now we've got all our schedule planned out and it's been a been a fun time i know we're doing our third episode at the moment yeah. like look at us go absolutely smashing, smashing goals and we're also hoping that we'll be able to be doing a bonus episode at some point so that means that um maybe about once a month we'll be able to give you guys a bonus episode probably on like a wednesday or a tuesday i was thinking yeah, that'd be pretty cool. We will look at doing that when we have time and ideas. So, as always, if you have any topics that you would like us to cover, send us a message on our Instagram at Let's Have a Chat Podcast and we will make sure to have a look at them. Love it. Well, our next question is, what is your political opinion on Russian politics? I have no idea what um, that is. <laughs> well... I really don't know any Russians or any of their politics, so I'll just say go them. Hope they're doing great. Love life. (laughs) And our next question is, what is your honest opinion about 
Manus Labus change. Don't murder me if I got that wrong, but you know, like I am trying here. Well, Owen, if you're he listening sounds like to a this, great cricketer. then congratulations, go, you go. got a shout out. Next question. There you go. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? A hundred percent yes. Big fan of Hawaiian, always have been. I say on Hawaiian, yes, but not on like another random pizza. Oh yeah, not on like Supreme or Meat yeah. Lovers. Ugh. Yeah. But on Hawaiian, it works. All right, favourite song at the moment. Oh, what's yours? Well, right now my favourite song is Sour Strawberry by Caroline Manning. She's a YouTuber and she makes really, like, good songs. Like, I think I like them so much because she's a teenager. She's my age and so it's very relatable to me. Um, Is she our age and she's doing YouTube videos and songs? (laughs) We need to up our game. We're doing a podcast. That's that's one step there. We're doing something. (laughs) Look at us go. What's your favourite song, Sarah? I'd have to say my favourite song at the moment is Heather by Conan Gray. Conan Gray? I don't know. I know it's like a TikTok song that's been going around, but, like, the past few days I've just really been jamming out to it and it's just, like, a really nice chill song that is just really gets your heart. Sounds like a jam. All right. Love it. Now, before we started this podcast, Sarah said that she had a really great idea for this next question. The question is, (laughs) what is your favourite treat? But I guarantee her that mine's better. What is yours, Sarah? I mean, it probably is. At first I was going to say chocolate tree or something, but I was like, no, I need to aim high. If Eliza's got something good, mine needs to be great. So my favourite tree is, drumroll please, Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mark drop. I don't even I know win. what that is. Mine is definitely better. Well, everyone else will. It's a character. He's a tree. He's great. And all he says is, I am Groot. What is your favourite tree, Eliza? My favourite tree is a Christmas tree. My mother was teasing me about pumpkin. She was like, as if you say pumpkin, it's pumpkin. I'm like, but no, pumpkin sounds better. I got one vote from our friend Owen. Yes, thank you, Owen. It is the Aussie way to say it, pumpkin. And there were like two other votes. But, you know, I got like a whole three or four votes, people. So we're not absolutely drowning. What is your favourite way to spend a cold, wet Saturday? Would you like to start us off, Eliza? Sure. So normally I work on Saturdays, but if it's my favourite way. I would say um, in my room watching Netflix and eating food, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, I'd say that probably sum mine up. If it's cold and wet, the last thing I want to do is be outside. I Although I just want I to be take... inside, snuggled up on the couch yeah, watching TV and eating food. I would take a food. quick adventure outside and be, get all wet, but then I'd have a shower and be all warm and snuggly again. Oh, that is good. One of the other best things is when you're inside and all warm and cozy and you can hear the rain outside. When you're I outside it. and it's raining, it sucks. But when you're inside, it's just soothing. Okay. Sarah, what is your favourite Bible verse? All right. Okay. My favourite Bible verse is Psalms 29.11. I don't know it exactly, but it just talks about God um, being your shield and protector and stuff. So, Sarah, what's yours? Love it. My favourite Bible verse is 1 Corinthians 13. You might have heard it from a little movie called A Walk to Remember, but it goes, love is patient, love is kind, and then so on, so on, so on, so on. Pretty cool. If you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would buy? I think I'd just buy a whole lot of, like, new stuff a house a house or a car actually a house or a i car. think the be real very basic. first thing i'd buy is new clothes because i literally wear the same thing every day and don't have many clothes and then i'd like yeah what do you wish your parents named you instead of your current name well 
I have to say when I was younger till about the age of 10, I did not like Sarah. I was just like, wow, that's a basic name. I always wanted to be called <laughs> Chloe for some reason. I was like dead set on Chloe. And I still love the name Chloe. Like Sarah is pretty cool. You can call your daughter um, Chloe is- then. Oh, I should, honestly. Sarah's pretty cool, but like it is also a very basic name. But like Chloe sounds pretty cute. So if it wasn't Sarah, I would like Chloe. I do like my name. I really like the name Avery, but I don't think I want that to be my name. I think I want to name my daughter Mm. that. I had a dream about it once and then forever after that, I was like, that's my daughter's name. So That is pretty cute, not going to lie. All right. Why is Sarah the best host of this podcast? First of all, I find that very offensive. Um, Well, I want to thank all the listeners. I would love to thank my mum for, you know, just achieving this accomplishment. Um, Yep. I don't know, really. I'd say it's because I let Eliza do most of the talking and she's pretty funny. I feel like this is just one person's opinion. I'm just going to let it slide. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure many other people would say you were the best host. (laughs) And many other people would say you were too. True, I am pretty amazing, but <laughs> kidding. Okay, what are your hobbies? Oh, baking, cooking, eating. <laughs> well, I'd say Same thing, mine is but... Netflixing. Like when I say Netflix, Ooh. I'm that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to go watch Netflix. I use it as a verb, meaning I'm going to watch something like whether it's Netflix, YouTube, Stan, Prime, oh. like you know. I like that. I wish I had all those services. Actually, I love YouTubing. See, that doesn't flow off the tongue. YouTubing. <laughs> oh, no, now it does. I was just saying that. I also do YouTubing. a lot of scrapbooking. So if you want to follow that, it's at artjournaler with two R's on Instagram. You can follow me for all the scrapbooking adventures. And speaking of, actually, I have a photography account, which I completely forgot about until now, but it is called at the lifestyle photos i'm 90 percent sure <laughs> we're following it on instagram so just go through our followers but i like taking photos as well mainly of sunsets or beaches so that's pretty cool yeah. all right what's been the best thing about 2020 i think it's really easy to focus on all the negative things because there are quite a few but i have really enjoyed starting a podcast Actually, true. So have I. It's been so fun. And we've got 10 answer questions and speaking about stuff. I thought you were going to say 10 million listeners and I'm like, not quite, not quite. <laughs> we'll get there. Getting there. We will get there one day. You know, maybe we become YouTubers. Maybe we could release an album, there, a movie. Like, there are no limits, Eliza, to what we could do. We will become famous. All right. We will. Now we're going to get into the more questions that are more, like, advicey and deep. <laughs> So, keep listening because it's about to get interesting. What is the best way to get out of your head? Well, for me, I'm still working on it, but I like to listen to playlists. I usually like to chuck some music on, chuck um, like a chill playlist on, listen to that. I also like to journal. Um, I like to think I was going to start journaling, but then I usually remember to do it like once a month. So, if there's any time that I just want to get out of my head, um, I usually just like chucking music on, maybe putting a candle on, maybe having like a little snack or iced coffee and either like watching something or just journaling down my thoughts and how I'm feeling and kind of just get it ugh, all onto the page. I love it. So I am definitely as well still working on this one, 
But some of the things I do are similar to Sarah, but I love to have a shower. It just really relaxes me. I mm. also like to do scrapbooking, like I mentioned before, at Art Journal for two hours on Instagram if you want to follow. Um, I also like painting. Not really. I'm not good. I just do blobs onto a page. <laughs> um, I also, SpongeBob style. I also like journaling. I I get in little phases where I do it like every day and then mm. sometimes I don't do it at all. And then I also really like to run when I'm super stressed and anxious. Like I'm really unfit, but like it just releases the toxins. Look at you go. I was going to say like a little health freak. Okay, well, I've like, done that twice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's still more than me. So. <laughs> okay. I like to walk. Actually, I like to walk in nature. That's pretty sick. I don't like walking because then I'm stuck in my thoughts. If I'm mm. running, I'm just focusing on, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you know? Yeah, true. That's usually me. I usually try to run to the chip shop <laughs> and then I walk back with the chips. <laughs> so technically well, you're burning <laughs> off all the calories before you eat them. All right. And they've got really nice potato cakes for like a dollar each, our local ones. So hashtag lucky. What's your relationship experience like? Hmm. Well, that's obviously a very long list for both of us. I'd say um, it's pretty much non-existent. I did mm. have a boyfriend in prep, so. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I'm is, pretty sure it only step. lasted like two days. Like <laughs> when like I think about it, it felt like it lasted for ages, but it was, it would have only been like two days. And then I also You're getting had pretty one... close to Kim Kardashian's record right there. I also had one in, um grade three but we never spoke so I also don't count that oh, <laughs> oh that is uh well everyone Eliza's next boyfriend the next goal is to communicate communication is key this kind of leads right into there. the next one which is what qualities are you going to look for in a boyfriend oh so, that is very true I would love to say it. communication is like my big kind of, not be all end all it's gonna say that kind of is but like I love communication. Communication really is key. I am very sorry for all my friends that I do spam 5,000 times a day, but I'm communicating. Love that. Yeah, no. My I don't know. number one top one, oh. my number Honesty. one quality no, is oh, respect. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. It grinds my gears when people don't have respect because if they, if they don't have respect, they're not a nice person, right? Mm. but respect um i you know what's really important i don't oh. know if everyone knows about this but it's called a, a love language do you know what that is oh yeah so I there's basically five love languages which is basically mm-hmm. how you feel the most loved so there's gifts there's quality time there's words of affirmation there's what's the other one too? Physical, touch physical touch and acts of service acts of service so for me my top two are gifts and quality time. So the way that I'm going to feel most loved is if someone gives me a gift or I give someone a gift or we spend quality time together. So I think it's important in a relationship. I am in no way an expert on this, but <laughs> I think it is important. It's such a simple thing. It's literally a really quick quiz. You can just Google it. You can find out your love language. Um, and I think it's important for um, couples to know each other's lang- love language because for me, if my um, love language is gifts, 
and my and I don't know my partners. I'm in and I shower them with gifts, but theirs is acts of service. Then, although I I am doing what I think they would like, it's not necessarily going to make. It's not going to fill them up as much as they need yeah. to be filled. If that makes sense. I think that's good because yeah, I really agree with that. Um, I think my two top love languages are probably I love giving gifts. Um, when I can think of ideas, <laughs> gifts and uh, quality time as well. Yeah. Um, I do like words of affirmation, but like quality time and gifts are my top two. And so I think what Eliza said is really important that is important that you both know each other's love language um, and how to fill each other up in the way that they're kind of expecting. But also it helps you acknowledge, say, if, say if my imaginary boyfriend um, did an act of service for me. It would help me appreciate it more than I normally would because if his language, love language is acts of service, I would realise that that's his way of saying that he loves me to me. Yeah. Um, it may not be a gift to say I expect it, but an act of service to him is his love language. Yeah, exactly. So I also yeah. think that just because if there's someone's love language, it doesn't mean they're not going to appreciate other things. Like my love language is gifts and quality time that doesn't mean that I don't love giving someone a hug and it also doesn't mean that I don't want someone to say you're beautiful or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's just like how it fills me the most like if someone gives me a gift it's like you've thought about this and you know yeah we can do a whole episode on this we we, we should do a whole episode okay I know okay so um the last thing that me and Sarah both desperately need is drum roll a guy with a good sense, sense of, humor. of humor like in a relationship i'm definitely going to be the funny one and i need him to at least pretend he laughs like at least but um i yeah i need to be the funny one i just it's just <laughs> you need someone that can appreciate that funniness like yeah. if i was to get with a guy that's too serious like there is it would. It just not laughed. My personality is just very funny. No, that sounds so bad. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say like I do not. This take episode much is stuff all serious. over the place. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do not take much stuff serious. So like, I need someone with a good sense of humor to be able to acknowledge that. Okay, what do you appreciate most about each other slash each other's top three qualities? So Sarah is a very kind person. And even though she said before she doesn't take many things seriously, when she is serious, it's a lovely time and we can both, like, share things with each other that um, – and, like, we can understand each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think what I love most about Eliza, I do appreciate her honesty. She is a very – Honest person. That sounds not bad. so far. That sounds no, no. I was going to say I was going to follow that with not so far that she like will be mean to you to the point of being honest, but like she'll give you your honest thoughts and opinions, and you will never know. Like, um, you'll never be left wondering what she's thinking, in a nice way. And I think what I appreciate most about her is that even though we are both like very strong-minded and are like have big personalities, um. But even though, like, we may have different opinions, we can still acknowledge and, like, respect each other's opinions. Um, And we still manage to, like, get along even, you know, if we're having a disagreement. What advice would you give to someone who just got their learner's permit? Okay. 
I made a grand mistake. A grand mistake. A grand. <laughs> a oh, grand wow, mistake. Grand. Michelle, when you? I was getting my picture taken, you know how oh, you yeah. get a passport taken? A passport photo. They don't, they, you're not allowed to smile. When I was getting my permit photo taken, they didn't tell me if I could or couldn't smile. So I decided to do a really random half smile that literally makes me look like a boy. I look so weird. Like I, even, I put on a, a light bit of makeup. It, I did this on my actual birthday, right? So if I failed, it was gonna ruin my whole day. True. I didn't fail though. But um, <laughs> just smile normally. And if they tell you to not smile, then you screw it anyway. So it doesn't matter. But just try and smile nicely, as nice as you can, because I mean, it doesn't really matter, but like it matters. Also, girls, as well, the flash, I put, like, concealer on and it did not match my, like, skin colour or whatever or I didn't um, even out it with powder and I look quite pale in my photo. So, remember, guys, there is a thing called flashback. So, you're probably wanting to know some actual, like, driving tips. Um, (laughs) We're obviously not professionals, so um, please don't sue us. But... Mm. I'd honestly just say, just try not to be too scared. Like, obviously, you don't want to, like, be too confident. But, like, you do have a supervisor there. So, the chances of things going wrong are extremely slim. And just honestly have fun with it. Obviously, you still need to focus and, you know. But it's a fun time. <laughs> we do exactly. Not. And, like, <laughs> we don't really have many advice. <laughs> try try new things as well. Like, I have started, I will know, I've been driving on, like, freeways and highways for a while, but I've been driving on them for so long that we're, like, I need to actually drive around, like, streets and, like, busy intersections and stuff. So I did that. And I actually drove up Arthur's seat as well, which is, like, really, really windy. So, like, don't be afraid to try try new things. That sounds but as so long cringy. As- as long as um you and your supervisor are both ready because you don't wanna yes. you don't wanna be scared if they're pushing you and you don't want them to be scared if you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so good at this, you know? Yes. And I, also try like figure out like what your supervisor limits are. Like for instance, my parents are both my supervisors and like I knew that like one would be more game to try stuff than the other. So I'd try like new things with the one and we'd go on the freeway like a month before the other one may have thought we would but <laughs> we got there in the end and I'm not dead and I'm eight months away from getting my life oh actually no I think yeah I'm eight months away from oh, I'm eight months away from getting my license congratulations thank you <laughs> next okay. question what has a paid job taught you yeah um actually I don't know long oh um, it is very important to look at the way that you're like saving slash spending your money and it doesn't have to be the same as everyone else's. Just look at what works for you and start doing that because it will really help in the long term. My advice, my, no, what it's taught me having a pay job um, is like I feel like so when you get a job, you become – quote-unquote, a real member of society. Not that we weren't before, mm. but we were we were children. Not that, Like, we are, well, we're not adults yet, but we're not children anymore because we have jobs. And people expect, they expect you to act a certain way because you are um, representing a company that you work for. Mm. So it's taught me to 
I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's important for people, customers, like if you're working in retail or something, um, if there's anyone that, you know, visits or buys stuff from retail listening on here, um, just anywhere generally, that it's important to remember that the people, the staff members that like you are being served by are real people too. And like, if you go to yell at like a young staff member or something, just remember that. How would you feel if someone did that to like your son or daughter or someone close to you that is similar in age? I think it's also important to remember that. Something that I would also recommend, like, um, yeah, just engaging in the conversation, even if you're just like, if the um, the employees like, hi, how are you? Like, even just replying good, how are you, is just enough to make them feel like they're Mm. a person because sometimes people are just, like, good and then they do their thing. Me and Sarah both work in retail, different types of places, but I think it's important that you, yeah, just treat them like a human because they're not not a robot. I mean, one day they might be, but for now they're not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And those people have feelings too as well. Yeah. So, yeah. What advice would you give to a teenager looking for a job? Well, I would say start doing a resume like maybe like a month or so before you turn the required age um, and start like working out what you're going to put down, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then start applying at places. Just um, even just do like quite a few places. It's especially handy to have somewhere close to you within like a 10-minute drive um even just somewhere in your like town or village because accessibility is going to be a major thing you don't think about it until you actually start working there but think about if you know like if it's say 10 minutes away like can a parent drive you are you going to be catching the bus um can you walk there um i think accessibility is important thing to remember and what else would you say um i would say it to be really out there, like not out there mm. in the sense that you're overly confident, but it's to apply for heaps of things um, because mm. just because you apply for it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to get it or that you're, um, what's the word? It doesn't mean that you're committing to it. It just mm. means that you're interested in it. And so yeah. um, if you apply for a few things and you eventually get something and you go there, my advice is to be to be be sure of what you want. Go in there knowing mm. how many hours you can work, this, that, the other mm. thing, because it's very important. And not I'm I don't know about other people, but I get very intimidated by just the people that are above me, which is most yeah. people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so just trying to remember that they are also human as well. And so they're just doing their job and, yeah, just trying to make conversations. I think also, like, when you are um, starting to work in a new job, as Eliza said, be careful of, like, know what your hours you can work and know how many hours a week you want to work. Because if you're, say, like, 15 starting out a job, you're going to be um, at the bottom of the food chain. You're going to be, like, the cheapest employee. They're going to be trying to get you to work as many hours as you can. So make sure you go in there knowing how many hours, like, what the hours a week you can work. When I went in um, initially applying, I said I could work. There was probably, like, 25 hours I put down the week I could work. 
Um, those were the availabilities I gave in thinking, you know, I'd probably only get like 10 or 15 hours of those, but I was getting 25 hours a week of those. Like I was getting all the hours I put down and I was like, actually crap. Even though I am homeschooled, like I've still got to do schoolwork. I've still got my other subjects, um, you know, et cetera. So I think it's important to go down, go in knowing that you might be given all the hours you'll put down your availabilities. Um, so know how many hours you can commit to a week in, um, outside of like school, other um, sports, social activities, etc. And also just go in there when you're starting a new job, um, just go in there, be confident, be really polite and um, yeah, just enjoy it honestly. Just try and have fun because if you're not having fun, then it sucks. I would also say go in there knowing just a general figure of how much you want to get paid because even though like even if you're the minimum age, um, you still deserve to be treated respectfully and get paid what you're worth because it's illegal to not get paid the minimum wage at the least. Um, Although don't be going into like big brands that, you know, set their things for employees like say McDonald's or KFC and be demanding like $15. Yeah, don't, um, don't, like, don't argue. Just know yeah. that um, know, know what's, what the minimum know what's legal and, yeah. and what's not. What are your plans after school? Well, as Sarah's already said, she's going to uni next year, so that's her plan. As for me, I'm in year 10 at the moment, so I still do have a little bit of time, but basically I don't know. (laughs) Um, I did, I knew for about five years from like grade five, maybe not, maybe four years-ish, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer, that's it, like the plan, plan is. But... Then I was like, but what if I don't want to do that? And then I kind of um, had some reservations, you could say, and and I'm not really sure anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel that. But honestly, like, I feel like there is so – there's always so much pressure put on, like, especially year 10 to 12s to figure out what exactly they want to do and commit to something that mm-hmm. they want to do for the rest of their life. And it's like – these people are, you know, 15 to 18 years old and you're trying to get them to, you're putting pressure on them, society puts pressure on them to commit to something for the next, you know, like 40 years. But the truth um, is that our generation, um, our generation and the one, like the few before us, um, have on average like four or five jobs throughout their lifetime, whereas the few mm. generations before us, they chose one and that's it. And so some of the teachers and um the coordinators, that's still their mindset that you need to choose something, but you don't need to choose one thing. Like you can go to uni for 10 days and be like, I hate this. I want to go to TAFE. Like you can do whatever you want with limitations, obviously. Yeah. Um, And I think the thing is that we also have so many more options than say, even like 20 years ago, like the amount of options you can do, like TAFE, like um, even just have a gap year, go traveling, go start working somewhere. Um, there are so many more options than what there were that it becomes even harder for people. And I think that's an important thing to remember is you don't need to have your whole life planned out. As Eliza said, you can always change. You, nothing's like ever set in stone unless you've signed a contract or something. Um, but like the small thing, you can always change. The little bit of advice I do have about this is when you finish school, if you do want to go straight and work, make sure you really think about it because uh, most people mm. who go from school straight to work and they have a plan to maybe go to uni after, they never do because they just get into work mm. and they don't have 
enough finances to um, leave work and go to uni and stuff like that, which is obviously 100% possible for you to go to work and then go to uni after. But I think it just takes that little bit of extra thought. Yeah, and it's always important to plan out um, and just see what you want to do, even if you're going to go to uni, if you are going to be working and, you know, how you can fit it all in. Okay, last question. What are you looking forward to after COVID restrictions lift? Oh, my gosh, that seems an eternity away at this point. Well, hopefully some things will lift on Sunday. Um, I don't imagine they will much, if at all. Mm. But I really hope that I think I think next term we will be able to go to school. Not Sarah, obviously. Mm. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But I think that the year tens to twelves, at least at my school, will probably be going back, which mm. is all I want at the moment. Really, I am just going insane. But the first thing I probably will do is just hang out with some people. Get macas. <laughs> I'm actually getting that for dinner tonight. So, <laughs> so basically, I'm looking forward to seeing people. I'm pretty sure that's what everyone mm-hmm. is, and my family. I miss. My, like, cousins and shout out to you guys Aww. if you're listening. You're probably not, but. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Yeah, I think the same for me. I really, I want to see people. And also, like, with uni, like, even though it would be easy to do online uni next year, I kind of want to have, like, the experience of uni. I, when I start going to uni, I hope that we're back you're like, on campus so and stuff. My gosh, I'm going to be 17 at uni. I don't turn 18 till next April. That's I start so in funny. February. Oh, my gosh. I know. But, yeah, I just can't wait to see people and party and just hang out with people and buy chips with people and, like, oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, right. So Watch that, movies with people. That there brings us to the end of our episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's been a bit of a long one. But mm. if you've made it here, then congratulations. <laughs> Go you. I... We might do a and a in, like, a year's time and see if anything's changed or any new questions. There will definitely be new questions. There will definitely um, be. <laughs> next week, I reckon we do um, something around. We could either do Sarah's. Let us let us know on our Instagram if you want us to maybe do Sarah's homeschooling stuff. Or I think it'd be really interesting to do one about the love languages. That would be really sick. Um, we'll put a poll up and let us know which one you would like to see next week. But we will As be always. doing both of them at some point, so don't worry. Yes, as always, go follow our Instagram at Let's Avo Chat Podcast to keep up with the podcast and vote on any new topics or Q&As. As well as being involved with episodes just like this. Exactly. And as always, let's Avo Chat with you next week. <laughs>